On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks announced their opening night roster ahead of yesterday's 4 p.m. deadline. I'll go over each and every player on the roster, plus what the Blackhawks are getting in 30-year-old defenseman Jared Tenorti from the New York Rangers. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, October 11th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support. First, by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me with five stars. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then you can also go and leave me a review. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Because each and every episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So. If you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would really appreciate all the help I can get, folks. While you're there, make sure to smash the like button on this video and comment down below as to who you think the Blackhawks' breakout star will be for this season. Last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To kick things off this morning, yesterday, the NHL had a deadline of 4 p.m. Central Time for all 32 teams to submit their opening night roster. So now. We're just 24, a little over 24 hours away from the Blackhawks' season opener against the Colorado Avalanche, the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, I should add. It's probably not going to be very pretty for our Blackhawks, but at least now we have a pretty good idea uh, of who is going to be in the lineup for Chicago. And the Blackhawks, they arrived out in Denver yesterday. They held a practice at uh, the University of Denver, which sadly they could have had a lot of cool moments considering Ian Mitchell went there, uh, Cole Gutman, who was kind of pursuing a spot on the opening night roster, ultimately got sent back down to Rockford, but would have been a cool moment for him to return to Denver, where, of course, he was the captain last season and helped the Pioneers win the national championship. Uh, Then there's Henrik Borgstrom, too, who, of course, is no longer around, but he was a standout Back in his college days with Denver, really the only reason why NHL teams are still taking a gamble on Borgstrom is because of the type of player he was in college. So kind of unfortunate that uh, none of the former pioneers who are now Blackhawks prospects were on hand for this practice yesterday in Denver. But 
yeah, things are in full swing now, folks. The Blackhawks are preparing for their season opener. Again, just over 24 hours away, even though it's literally a nightmare matchup for the Blackhawks. I couldn't be more stoked for the season to get started. And uh, we now have a pretty good idea of the players the Blackhawks, well, we have a full idea of the players the Blackhawks are going to have on their opening night roster. And I wanted to make sure to get into all of that on the show here today. And I know we've been talking about the Blackhawks opening night roster for the past couple of weeks, but there really have been a lot of moving pieces. Obviously, Riley Stillman was traded. They added Jason Dickinson. As I mentioned on the show yesterday, that kind of bumped Buddy Robinson out of the NHL mix. Then they go and claim Jared Tenorti off waivers, which I'll get into here in just a moment. Things are mixing and matching, so I know it's kind of been repetitive talking about who's going to be on the opening night roster and how everything is all shaping up. I get that, and I apologize for kind of harping on it these past few days, but that's really what's going down with the Chicago Blackhawks right now, figuring out what youngsters, especially on the defensive side, are still going to be around. How are the pieces going to exactly mix and match? Who does Luke Richardson want to have around? What are going to be the line combos and defensive pairings? Those are the kind of things that I really think I should be focusing on uh, ahead of the season opener. So while I apologize for talking about the Blackhawks opening night roster so much lately, it's really the name of the game for the team at this point. So getting into the forward group, there were 13 forwards listed on the Blackhawks opening night roster. And getting into how they kind of took form in practice yesterday in Denver, Once again, we did see Coach Luke Richardson kind of mix things up from what he had gone with in the past couple of practice sessions. I had mentioned that Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane had been getting some time together on the same line. Well, it looks like Richardson has gone back to separating them because yesterday on the top line for the Blackhawks, we saw Andreas Athanasiu, Max Domi, and Patrick Kane. The line that, you know, they had some good looks together and Uh, They moved the puck well from time to time, but just didn't take full advantage of their opportunity. Both Domi and Athanasiu, I think, have the skill set to work well with Patrick Kane, but now it's just kind of about going out there and proving it to this coaching staff, showing Luke Richardson that they're worthy of being up on this top line. I personally have always thought this was the right spot for Athanasiu to be in. Feels like the coaching staff even though they split them up recently. feels like they do want Max Domi and Patrick Kane to be playing together. The speed that Domi provides, I think it fits well with the game that Patrick Kane has. And then obviously, talking about speed, Athanasiu, that's the name of his game. And it's led to, that speed of his has led to him getting many chances in, in the preseason. He just wasn't able to convert on them. And that's kind of been his issue throughout his NHL career. He's going to get his opportunities. It's just whether or not they're going to find the back of the net. But I like the idea of giving Athanasiu the first looks here on the top line. I think it's a smart idea. I think he meshes better here than he does on the third line. Uh, and why not? You know, we're trying to mix and match, see what's going to work. I think. Giving Athanasiu the spot on the top line is the smart move. And also, you got to consider what the front office probably wants to see too. And that's Athanasiu and Domi playing a major role for this team. Hopefully, you know, kind of boosting their trade value up a little bit more once we start to creep towards the trade deadline in the spring. It'll be it'll be helping uh, if they're able to put up some good numbers in the first half and show some other teams that they're capable of playing with offensive-minded players. So I like the idea of going back to the Athens U domi kane top line. 
Then we saw Taylor Radish, Jonathan Taves, and Tyler Johnson. Second line we saw for the majority of the early part of the preseason as well. Uh, Taves and Johnson, it seems like that's the duo they want to be sticking together. It's Domi and Kane on the top line, and then Jonathan Taves with Tyler Johnson, which I think makes sense. Johnson deserves to be a top six guy on this roster. I know he didn't have a good year last year, but it's kind of plagued by injuries and was never in the lineup consistently or ever in the same spot in the lineup when he was healthy. So I like kind of sticking him with Jonathan Taves, letting those two get familiar and establish some chemistry together, see where that takes this Blackhawks offense here early on in the season. And then Taylor Radish, I think, could be on the precipice of a, a big breakout year. He's like Athanasiu and Domi, but for different reasons, Taylor Radish is going to get his opportunities. The Blackhawks are going to put him in positions to have success with skilled line mates. Example right here, really hoping he can make the most of it because he showed some flashes late last season. I really like his shot. I like his physicality and his size away from the puck. I think Radish has a lot to offer, and if he can solidify himself as a consistent second or third liner, I think that would be really big for the Blackhawks moving forward. Down on the third line, we have Philip Kurashev, Sam Lafferty, and Mackenzie Entwistle. Uh, Kurashev, they had him up in the top six earlier. I don't mind that spot for him, but just compared to some of the other guys, again, Radish, you're going to have Johnson in the top six. Athanasiu, Domi, I think those guys deserve to have the first looks over Kurashev. And also his offensive game, I think, you know, he does kind of need to play with skill guys in order to have success, but I think his offense will also be a nice addition to this third line here. And Sam Lafferty, we saw he can kind of play two ways. And then Mackenzie Entwistle. I talked about this a lot in the offseason. Out of all the players the Blackhawks had in their bottom six, I thought Entwistle was the one who showed them the most in terms of potential to play with some more offensive-minded guys and to maybe get bumped up to the third line. It makes the most sense in my mind to have Entwistle over some of the other guys come up with Philip Kershev and Sam Lafferty in this spot. And then on the fourth line, we've seen Colin Blackwell, Reese Johnson, and Jujar Kara. I do believe Colin Blackwell deserves to be in a bottom six spot. We'll see how he fares with a couple of fourth liners in Johnson and Kara. I think that's the right spot for both of them, too. Hopefully, Reese Johnson can continue to do good work at the dot. Had a really good rookie season last year uh, at the faceoff circle. Good to see just that Jujar Kara is back and healthy and will be ready for the season opener on Wednesday. And then Buddy Robinson is actually still around with the Blackhawks. He did uh, pass through waivers after the Blackhawks put him there uh, on Sunday, I believe. And uh, he can be assigned to the AHL whenever the Blackhawks want him to be. So he's just kind of sticking around right now, and that's because Jason Dickinson won't arrive until at least the third game of the Blackhawks' road trip to open up the season. They start with back-to-backs against... Colorado and Seattle on Wednesday and Thursday, and then they have a late one on Saturday night in San Jose. They're hoping that Jason Dickinson will be able to join the team in uh, San Jose. He's just dealing with some visa issues right now, so not going to play in the first two games. Could be back for San Jose, but if not, the Blackhawks will have five or six days off there before returning home to take on the Red Wings. So either Saturday against San Jose or that Friday, the October 21st against the Red Wings. <clears throat> Sounds like it'll be when Dickinson makes his debut. We'll see if Buddy Robinson sticks around. They could keep him around as the 14th forward, or if they kind of elect to send him back down to Rockford once Dickinson's able to join the team. 
All right, there's a quick look at the forward group on the Blackhawks opening night roster. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into all of the defensemen for Chicago, including the recent addition of Jared Tenorti from the New York Rangers. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And if you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, and you are seriously depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are also only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run on over to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat, or you can also find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself because you are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just to grab a quick bite to eat, Built is the perfect protein bar. And all you have to do is go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON15 when you go to Built.com to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two, before I kind of break down all of the Blackhawks defensemen on their opening night roster, I have to talk for a second about the Blackhawks adding 30-year-old defenseman Jared Tenorti off waivers from the New York Rangers yesterday. And Tenorti is someone who we've kind of seen a little bit here in Chicago. He used to play for the Nashville Predators from time to time. Physical defenseman who can kind of uh, add a little bit of a mean streak to the blue line. He was a first-round pick of the Canadians way back in 2010. As I mentioned, he's now 30 years old. Played in over 100 NHL games in his career for the Canadians, Predators, Bruins, and Rangers. While he also has over 400 games worth of experience at the AHL level and was also the captain of the Milwaukee Admirals from 2017 to 2019. But all in all, really what this addition tells me for the Blackhawks is that <clears throat> Kyle Davidson does not mind having some of his top prospects spend at least the early part of the season and potentially all of it uh, gaining experience down with the Rockford Icehogs. Because when you take a look at the Blackhawks defensemen as a whole right now, you got to remember both Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe a little banged up, but they did practice in full on Monday. So definitely heading in the right direction. For Murphy, sounds like he's actually going to be able to play tomorrow night, keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, McCabe, we know while he is you know, on the road trip, it seems pretty unlikely that he's going to play in any of the first three games. And the target date, kind of like Dickinson, would either be Saturday against San Jose or the home opener on October 21st against the Red Wings. Uh, so Murphy, it sounds like he could be in line to play. We know McCabe is not. And then Caleb Jones also was not taking part in practice yesterday in Denver. And if I had to guess, I mean, we'll see what happens in uh, at practice here in just a couple hours. But if I had to guess, I, I don't think that Caleb Jones is going to be in the lineup tomorrow night against the Abs. And without Caleb and also Jake McCabe, that leaves the Blackhawks with, <clears throat> excuse me, going to grab a quick swig of coffee real quick. On defense for the Blackhawks, that leaves Jack Johnson, Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, again, who we're hopeful for, and then Alec Regula, Philip Rose, and Alex Vlasic. If 
Caleb Jones isn't playing, <clears throat> those will probably be the six defensemen in the lineup for Chicago tomorrow night. And, well, I mean, we could see if Jared Tenorti is, you know, whether or not they want to throw him right into the lineup just kind of one day after joining the team. Uh, I think he'll be in Denver today. Don't officially know that. I'm just assuming. We'll have to see once practice starts. But I just kind of have a hard time believing they'd put Tenorti in the lineup, even though he is a veteran over guys who kind of know the system already and have been around for the entire training camp and preseason. Even though they are young, I still think Luke Richardson would kind of decide to go in that direction. But what I, the bigger point I was getting to here, once Jake McCabe and Caleb Jones do come back, again, it doesn't sound like either of them are going to be missing serious time, just a couple of games, if that. And that would give the Blackhawks a total of nine defensemen on their NHL roster. And the seven they listed yesterday uh, didn't include Jake McCabe or Caleb Jones. So there's a logjam on defense for the Blackhawks right now. And it's just making me think that guys are going to be going back down to Rockford. With the addition of Tenorti, it seemed like a spot was going to open up after Riley Stillman was dealt to Vancouver. But the Blackhawks go out and get another veteran defenseman in Tenorti through waivers. Uh, someone who, you know, just has a little bit more experience, can play NHL minutes. Also a guy who, you know, you won't feel bad about scratching and, like, you don't need to see him develop anymore in Rockford or anything. Now, Tenorti can fit that role perfectly. Uh, and he's big, he's mean, can kill penalties, can hit, can fight. Not really... Anything else other than that? I'm not like thrilled about adding Jared Tenorti here. He's not going to be a game breaker, that's for sure. But all in all, it's just clear that uh, Kyle Kyle Davidson doesn't mind sending some of these guys back down to Rockford. And you know, with the addition of Tenorti, it tells me Alex Vlasic he's going back here sometime soon, and maybe even Alec Regula. This is a really weird situation for the Blackhawks right now. It seems like Regula is ahead of Vlasic at this point, and they'd rather have him up in the NHL than Vlasic. Regula, of course, already played last season with the Rockford Icehogs, so that could be one thing that's kind of weighing in his favor. But you also got to consider the situation with Philip Ross as well. Like It feels like the Blackhawks, once McCabe and Jones are healthy, by adding Jared Tenorti now, feels like they're only going to have room for one of these three young defensemen. And Vlasic seems like it's a pretty obvious decision that he's going to be going back down to Rockford. But what do you do with Regula and Philip Rose? Because apparently there's this contract in Rose's or this clause in Rose's contract, I should say, that could send him back to Sweden if he's not up in the NHL with the Blackhawks instead of being reassigned to the Rockford Icehawks. I can feel a hiccup coming. I'm so sorry. I knew it was coming coffee and talking so fast. It gets me every episode. Um, but yeah, it's like you feel like the Blackhawks, it wouldn't be the end of the world if Philip Rose ended up going back to Sweden, but you feel like Chicago would rather have a close eye on him. And if possible, given his age and the professional experience he already has overseas, if someone goes down, he might be the guy that that comes in rather than calling up Regula and or calling up Vlasic and separating them from that ice hog squad. It's interesting because he, on, pick, on, on paper, you feel like they only have room for one, given that there's nine defensemen here once everyone's going to be healthy. So we'll see. It feels like, you know, I've seen stuff from Ben Pope suggesting that Regula's made the opening night team and he's going to be the quarterback on the second power play unit. And 
Regulus looked really good. He deserves to be up in the NHL. Just kind of interesting when you compare it to Philip Rosa's situation and what the Blackhawks want to do there. I, I don't know what the final decision is going to be, but it's definitely one thing to keep an eye on once Jake McCabe and Caleb Jones come back healthy because there's just too many defensemen up in this NHL group right now. And it seems likely that uh, at least one or probably a couple are going back down to Rockford. And I know that's probably frustrating to some of you fans out there who are hoping to get a major look at Alex Vlasic this year after he had a really impressive stint to end last season, along with Alec Regula. Uh, We'll see what his future has in store, whether it's up with the Blackhawks or back with the Ice Hogs. Uh, We'll see, but it's clear that Kyle Davidson values going down there and playing a major role. And look, that decor is going to be pretty darn good once again. And it's also kind of the decor that the Blackhawks front office is hoping is going to be the NHL decor here in just a couple of years. Uh, if, if you have Vlasic down there, you could have Regula down there. We know Isaac Phillips, someone who also was kind of, I think, close to making the NHL roster. It was just kind of a numbers game at that point. Isaac Phillips is going to be there. Jakob Galvis, it's obviously going to be another professional season for him where he's trying to make the jump full-time. Uh, Louis Crevier is also going to be uh, in his first season down with the Ice Hogs. Nicholas Bodan is also in kind of a prove-it year down there. feel like the Blackhawks could be kicking the tires on a trade possibly, sort of like they did this time last year with Chad Chris, who was another defenseman that just didn't pan out in their system. Uh, so that that group down there, you know, I think this is a big thing for Rockford too. That's the group that the Blackhawks organization wants to get tight knit, wants to establish chemistry with one another and get close because hopefully all the guys in that group just kind of make the step to the Blackhawks. Like there is certainly value with keeping Lucas Reichel with the group that he's probably going to come up with and keeping Alex Vlasic in the group that he's probably going to come up with. And heck, the Rockford Ice Hogs should be a pretty darn good team this year. Like there is value and trying to help that team get to the Calder Cup playoffs and playing competitive hockey night in and night out where every game matters. Every situation kind of becomes more important with the team trying to get back to the playoffs. I think that's really important, and it could also be a little bit uh, detrimental, I think, to some young prospects who are uh, up on the Blackhawks and around losing night in and night out. There's positives and negatives to be had with that. Obviously, they'd be getting NHL experience, and that would be helping them too. I'm just saying there's positives to both situations. I don't think going down to Rockford is the worst thing in the world, even though I'm sure there are fans out there saying, what the heck, why isn't Alex Vlasic making the NHL team? Hopefully Alec Regula does because I think he's deserved it, but it also wouldn't be the craziest thing to see the Blackhawks keep Philip Rose over him and to send Regula back down to Rockford. We'll have to see how it all plays out. I'm just kind of setting the picture for all of you so you're not screaming at you know, your phone or television or whatever it may be when you see this news because there are just too many defensemen for the Blackhawks right now. And they clearly value their AHL program a ton. uh, And they don't want to rush anyone. It's been the same story throughout the entire offseason, throughout all of training camp, throughout the preseason. Saw it with Reichel. We saw it with Arvid Soderblom. We've seen it with Isaac Phillips. Shouldn't be surprising to see it happen to Alex Vlasic and possibly Alec Regula as well. Make sure to keep an eye on what goes down with the Blackhawks defensemen, not only just for opening night, but throughout these next couple of weeks as Caleb Jones and Jake McCabe start to get healthy, because that's when another key decision 
has to be made for the defenseman this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, October 11th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts. And go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get all caught up on everything that went down in the offseason before the regular season opener tomorrow. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, or you can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.